0: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Stay With Ray. It is your host, Spencer. But before we get started, be sure to give us a subscribe, leave a comment. If you like it, tell five of your friends and have them tell five of their friends. We still have merch available. Link is in the bio. And again, we are on all social media platforms at Stay With Ray. All right. So today, this one's going to be a little different. It's a little bit longer, but I think it's very appropriate for everything going on in the world right now. So first we're going to have a couple of laughs. Mike's going to tell another one of his stories about growing up and a love interest that got away that resurfaced years later. But then he's going to get into a little bit of his personal life. He decided to talk about his battles with addiction and what that cost him in terms of family, friends, work, the the downfall, but it's important to know that then there's the rise on the other side of it. So is very appropriate with everything that we all got going on right now. But again, he got through it. We're gonna get through this. It's uh, a tale that only he can tell, and in, in, in a way that only Mike can tell it. So, without further ado, here's Mike.
1: Hi, Mike. Sometimes, what's going on with Spence?
0: Oh, you know, every day is the same. But we're getting through it, man. It's it's always good to hear the sound of your voice. What do you what have you been up to? Everything all right?
1: Yeah, you know, things are starting to work out a little bit. It was a little rough at the beginning of this, you know, because I got I got corona and shit. So you, you know, got corona? Is. No, I got coronad. Meaning oh. that I got laid off due to the coronavirus. I got coronad. Oh you know? man, yeah, yeah, no, yeah I'm so, sorry. you know, it's tough. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, shit's like that. You know, you know, it's life, and ain't supposed to be easy. <laughs> That's right. You find that out as, as time goes on. That's right. So, so anyway, I was thinking, you know. So, so I've had a couple weeks to 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 reminisce and think about shit. Right. Okay. So I was thinking about you know about my heartstrings and all that. So all right. I I remember Bo and K Dog. Bo, I'm using her initials, so she's Bo but if y'all know who she is y'all know sorry and then uh and K-Dog K-Dog is my ex-wife so i got two little ditties about them oh so, okay. yeah yeah I, you know hey it's it's that time a lot of people
0: so, a lot of people didn't even know you were married
1: it didn't last that long
2: <laughs>
1: i think it lasted two total and three it one and a half or two total and three on paper
2: you know,
1: I didn't know about it, but we're we going to go chronological. So we're going to go with Bo. So okay. Bo, I met Bo. I got a buddy named, I got a buddy I went to high school with, and then he hooked us up, He hooked me up on a blind double date. So the other person, right, she don't care. Daddy down in North Carolina. Here's a shout out. So it's Daddy and Bo, me and my boy. We go to the movies, to movies at White Flint. We meet up there, whatever, right? And you know, we just—I'm just meeting the chick and whatever. And at the end of the date, you know, they, we we young, so it's like parents come to pick a, pick her up to to go home and stuff. And the two, Daddy and Bo, ran up the up the gangway and just left us in the theater, light. So when we got to the movie theater, they were already sitting down. Man, Bo had the perfect Round ass, it was just perfect. I, I was like, my goodness, right? My boy was like, you see that, whatever. So now I spend the better part of two or, or two years, you know, trying to hook up with her, over and off, you know, whatever. So first time we hook up, well, we, were, we her hook up on on something else, but we go, uh, both size you know, that uh, she had, she want to go to the movies. So she asked me, you know, like, uh, and her cousin want to go, and Daddy want to go. So they decide, well, uh, let's go to the to the to the Allen Theater. So I got a friend, who got a car. So we add another guy to us. It. So it's three of us, they go pick them up. So we go, we get to the movie theater, you know. We everybody's talking in the car, cause I'm the only one that knew everybody. Like you know, my boy didn't. know Those other two girls. So we get to the movie theater, and um. We pay for pay for the girls' weight, whatever, and then we stand there because, like, right the Alan had like they had a concession stand in the middle, and on the right side they had an area to go to the seats. Left side, right, and we standing over by the right side, right, and we give them money for popcorn and stuff. When they got the money for the popcorn, they just went to the left side and see y'all. So we'd have put them in the movies, and and then they got the popcorn. Right, and my boys were like, "Damn, man, what kind of women you know, Mike?" And I was like, "Well, you know." So I'm a little mad. So we sitting. So we sitting outside movie theater. So um at some point in time, you know, I, you know, the credits before the real movie started, I was like, "Yo, Bo, where you at?" You know, crossing with Eddie. She yelled back, "None of your damn business, right?" You know.
0: She told and you
1: every two. Or th- yeah. So, but every two or three minutes. I'm yelling something back at her, right? And, uh, you know, so at one point I was like, "Hey, why y'all Why y'all going to make us pay for the movies? You do sit with us. What's up with that? Shut the fuck up, Mike. You know, and it was like that, right? Those two girls, nobody else was staying up. So me and her had a running conversation. And the whole oh, movie... Hold on. I, I got to stop
0: you. I got to stop you for okay. a second. Okay. So you're, you're at the movies. Yeah. And you're carrying on... And there's other people there trying to watch a, a film, and
1: and, if, and we're not even close to each other. We're outside the, the theater, right? There's so, a right so aisle, a middle aisle, and left aisle. They on the left, we on the right, all through the middle. With me and her yelling back and forth, it's like so, that.
0: This MRS. microe shit right here. You couldn't leave it alone with the feature on the film. You had to make it all about you and have your own performance in the theater. Got it? Okay, just.
1: I had my performance. I paid money for fucking popcorn her to get in. Man, at least she could do a sit with me, and I was trying to facilitate that.
0: Yeah, Well, I can kind of understand why she wouldn't sit with you, but anyway.
1: See, what? Well, they, they, I'm talking about, we paid for the popcorn. They ran the other side, just like away from us. Ran. Like, get away from So they had that bullshit plan, but anyway. <laughs> You're running the game. Right, and now, you know, it was cruddy, right? You know? We, me and her, had this running conversation back and forth, and you know, and it gets a little testy, right? And, and there's a lot of shut the fuck up, mics and eh, fuck yous, and back and forth, right? So then, about you know, a few minutes into the movie, right, I just figured out that they're not coming over, and my boys ain't trying to go over with me, you know, and and this chick Bo, she just mean, always been mean. So finally, about ten or fifteen minutes past, ain't nothing, and uh. Ain't nothing been said. Finally, I yell across, like a little slow time on the movie. I said, yo, bro. And she said, what the fuck do you want? Shut the fuck up, right? Then I said, how are you getting home? Ha ha. And then the whole movie theater's laughing, right? So so, that, so when the movie was over, you know, I didn't know where the car was, so now the three girls and us meet up outside, right? And the other two girls, so, so one of them, Dottie, Daddy pulls out, was on a sock, and pulls out a purple motherfucking joint. Right, by this time I was doing athletic. No, no, don't get high. So I'm like, what the hell? And it was purple too. She rolled it up, so she smoked it. One of my friends did, the other joined there, and then the three of them did. When they finished smoking the joint, they were like, okay, you know, y'all can take us home and shit, right? And I was like, you know what? I don't know, man. Y'all crazy shit. They carried it like that, unless they want to reimburse us for the movie and the popcorn. I don't care. They can walk home for all I care. But I wasn't driving. Man, Bo looked at me, took her hand, walked over, and punched me dead in my mouth. <laughs> and I ain't talking like a woman either. She punched me like like she got two two brothers, three brothers, and she did. She punch she you know she punched me like a man, and then her, It drew blood. I wasn't expecting it, and then and then my boys they felt they was like, Well, I don't know each other, so of course, we took them home, so me and both started you know started getting better acquainted as time went on, and the parents and younger brothers had three brothers, right, yeah, and two younger brothers went to Ocean, C- went to Atlantic city or or Wildwood or something up in New Jersey. And her cousin, her older cousin, the female, lived with her. And they decided to take the uh to um, they let them stay at home. So they invited me, and this dude, uh, this cousin's boyfriend, oh, he a bam so I'm gonna throw his name out there, a dude named Darren. So me and Darren came over, you know, and spent the weekend. Well, what really happened was I spent Saturday night. Darren was there both nights. I only got one of the nights here. So I go there Saturday night, parents coming back Sunday, right? And everything was perfect, right? We got there, music was you know, it, it was just a good time, right? So Sunday morning got and they supposed to be there afternoon. So about eight, nine o'clock I woke up, messed around a little bit. About ten o'clock I was trying to get up out of there, and I drove. So I asked Darren, did he want to ride? This bama said no. I said, All right, so I left. Man, Bo called me up about four o'clock, talking about all oh, hell had broken loose. So what you mean? Sat down, went back to sleep, and got caught in the house. First thing they did was say, well, Bo had, had her boyfriend over named Mike too. Parents had never met me. Uh oh. Yeah. So long about that was Sunday. Long about Tuesday or Wednesday, I was home for school, mother the house. And the phone rang. I'm gonna say, get that. And I got that. And it was Bo's mama. And she on the phone talking. Can she talk to Michael? for yeah, this is him. And then she starts talking about, tell me about, you know, what happened over the weekend was not right, and blah 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 blah. Um, and and uh, uh, do you need? Do I need to tell your parents, or are you gonna tell them? Cause I need you face to face. Can you come over Friday about seven o'clock? And I said, yeah, right? She said, you go tell your parents, right? I said, yeah. I had no intention on telling my parents. She was shivering with that one. But uh, anyway, so I go over there at 7 o'clock Friday night, and mom's just set up, boy. She's smoking mad, right? She's talking all this about, uh, you disrespecting my household. you disrespecting my daughter. What, you planning on marrying my daughter? Say what? Beam coming out of her ears. Oh, oh, she's, she's you know... And she's like, Well do you I mean, do you, what are your plans? What are your plans for my daughter, right? Whatever and I was like, Well, you know, it was just something that happened. So, Oh, you were trifle with my daughter. It's like that. You don't even like her or love her or respect her? <laughs> oh, mom's was moms was in it, right? And then nothing I can say. Daughter, she ain't saying nothing. You know, but man, so but it just kept on and on and I guess she had already been through Darren and the cousin. But, you know. And then she finally like, I forbid you to see her and this, this and that, and you know, and you know, and, yep, high school and halfway across the county, it wasn't gonna happen. So we kind of like drifted away. Okay. Yeah. Man, I was walking downtown, Silver Spring, and I run into Bo. This has got to be. I ain't seen this chicken. 35 to 40 years, I see her, and I'm like, I'm looking, and I'm like, it didn't click right away because she put on some weight. So I was looking at her, and I was kind of like, I thought, I think I know you from somewhere. So then, you know, being who she is, yeah, 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 it's me, Mike. Yeah, it's me. And I was like, who me? And I'm looking, and then she kind of hit me with, you don't know. And the whole attitude, I was like, good God, I know exactly who it is now. So I say something, come over, hug her. You know, we get to talking. And one thing led to another. You know, we talked and, you know, we exchanged numbers, called each other over the next two weeks, decide to go out. So now we start seeing each other like every weekend, like maybe maybe two weeks later, every weekend. So everything's flowing. We're getting along. Been seeing each other for about a month. Comes over and she's like, she needs to lose some weight and whatever. And she was like, would you mind like hiking with me? I was like, no, nah, I mean, I can, you know, what the hell? And we drive down to Rock Creek Park, and we decide to rock, walk all through the park. As we, you know, so we get down there, we walk around where, somehow where we parked at, we walk past the stables. we um we in the stables, and there's this big black horse named Serena. So so I take my hand, I run it down in between her eyes, like kind of petting her. She's like, woof. She kind of liked it. So I did that. I was doing that for a couple minutes, right? So Bo was looking, and she's like, wow, you got a little gift for the animals. I said, yeah, you know, whatever. So I'm doing this. I'm doing this, right? And then Bo comes over. When Bo comes over, um, the uh, Serena tries to bite her. She, like, lunges at her and chomps her teeth. So Bo backs up and says, whoa, right? So I'm stroking Serena. And then I said something to Bo and I had my hand sideways and she laid her uh, Serena laid her head in my hand. And this is a, you know, this is this is kinda cute for me. I you know, I'm loving all this. And then Bo comes back over, same thing. She tries to bite her again. So now Bo is like, you know, this is this is beat. I mean, I don't know what to but I'm like, you know, so I'm messing with her telling because 'cause you're mean, you know. You know, animals can see that you mean, right? So we start we go back in the park and start doing some more hiking. We get to this one spot about to go around a curve and down the hill. We're at the top of the hill, and, and Bro's shoestring comes loose. So she puts her foot on the, on the wood and starts tying her laces. So back towards the path, she's bent over, and her big bodacious butonic, butonic butt is out. So, <laughs> so, so there's two ladies riding two horses, and they come over the crest of the hill. And they see that butt, and it was like, Whoa! and the horses raised up, both of them on two, on two legs, right? So I'm looking at that, both still bent over, and I'm like, yo, you know, uh, whatever. So I tell the ladies, hey, go on through. We just, you know, we're just stopping for a second. And one of the ladies says, we didn't stop. The horses stopped. And I was like, on their own? They say, yeah, you know. So I'm looking at her, I'm looking at Bo like, your ass is so big. That is scared and it made the horses just stop what they was doing. They're like, We ain't passing that ass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they was horny, they ma- I don't know, but and I and I kinda made a comment like that. So she didn't think the comment was, was that good, right? And then uh we went on and um I don't know, later on we get back to my place, right? And uh I looked at her and said, Arr! And she got up, left out, and that's the last time I seen her.
0: You don't say.
1: Yeah. I, I guess I took it a little too far. So hey, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I guess that was that was all me, but you know, but it was too funny because she had came by one time and there's a dog a pit bull upstairs before I got my pit bull. And the dog and the dog upstairs, right, he was kind of rambunctious. So he would jump on you all the time. And so I took her up to show the dog, right? Man, he looked at her, ran towards her, and she looked the dog down and did her finger like Matambo, like, no, 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 no. And the dog stopped in his tracks. I was like, I ain't never seen nobody pump this dog. She didn't even say nothing. I mean, she was just, she just evil, you know. She she got an evil vibe going. She was always mean, you know. So anyway, so that was funny. So Bo was Bo was a piece of work. So, but I attract pieces of work because I'm a piece of work. We'll go with that.
0: You could say that again.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: uh, I was working back back in the day. I was working at Georgetown University, but I was I was working on the uh, the medical center side, which encompassed the medical school, the law school, everything except the um the actual students in the undergrads and, and, and maybe master's programs, but everything else went on the called the university slash medical side. So what, what, on uh, that.
0: what what year was this? Was this when the basketball team was any good?
1: They were decent. Oh J G was still there was like late nineties. All right. Mid yeah. to late nineties. So um, yeah, so I'm from um, so I saw this chick, you know, and uh she had she was dark skin and she had long hair hanging down her back four or five strings, like, kind of dangling in a crack. So, and it was tricky. She had a little, like, the asymmetrical cut up top, the little whatever bob, whatever the hell you call it. I don't know. But then, like, like Egyptian or whatever. So, but down the back, her hair was almost to her waist. Right? And um, I noticed her. And she had these little red, black Nikes with red stripes. And, you know, I was like, oh, okay. Kind of good. And she looked, she was always mature, more mature in that song. But she looked like she was about 25. I was 31 at the time. So I was like, damn, you know. And no lie, right, I used to see her on the guts. And for those of you who don't know, the guts is the Georgetown University Transportation System. If you can get to DuPont Circle, you can catch a guts bus like every 15 minutes or 20 minutes to the campus free of charge and from campus back. So, you know, so... So I used to see her on the guts because I was living in Chevy Chase or whatever. I, you know, I was intrigued. So one day we on the guts we're about almost to the campus, and I and I'm so I'm like two seats behind her, but we're both on the window side, and I'm just like looking out the window, and there's some lady walking this hundred pound boxer, right? But the boxer is like sweatered up, got 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 pink uh, pink paw pads so that his paws don't touch the the ground, there's about two, three inches of snow in the grass and nothing on the sidewalk, dog's got a coat on, and it's got a hat, right? And I had never seen a dog, especially a big dog, dressed up like that. So I'm looking, and apparently she's looking, and the dog had an expression on his face like, you know, this is some bullshit. So I was like, "Damn, I fear your homeboy," and I said it out loud. So she started laughing, and she looked back. She said, "Oh, you saw that too? Oh, yeah, I've been watching. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That was I've never seen that." So we, we so we talked on the way to our respective areas and stuff. You know, then I started the next day, and you know, one thing next to another, and then we started hooking up for breakfast. And we get there early, and you know, and um, so, so no, I'm sorry. Before that, I had seen her. Um. There was a situation when we had like a bigger snowstorm, and most of the people didn't show up. So I had some uh, issue. She worked in the um in the in the she worked as a receptionist in the dean of the medical school. So I was so I had some some business with the dean. So I came by and said, you know, I need to see the you know the dean or whatever. And it was like we had a fresh snowstorm, and I had a suit on and stuff, but I had this old rabbit hat that. Me and my boys, everybody had it. And it was a serious hat. It was like, even on the flaps, there was fur on both sides. Fur, I mean, it was, you know, it was, it was, it was furred up. So I had that on with my, because I had to leave buildings to go. So I had that on with my suit and my coat. So I got this rabbit hat on, and, 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 um, and I talked to the reception. She busted in, and, and, uh, the dean said she'd be with me in like five to ten minutes. So I'm sitting in the office, and this chick, you know, because we hadn't really exchanged names yet or numbers yet, and we started, you know, looking at, you know, she's looking at me kind of funny. So finally, the, uh, the dean came to the door and says, Come on in, Mr. Ray. And I go inside, we talk. We, I'm in about 12 to 15 minutes. I come out, and uh, the, the dean walks into the door and she shakes my hand and says, Okay, we'll, we'll work on this issue or whatever. And she closes the door. And uh, I started walking to the door, and this little chick comes over and snatches the hat off my head. And I was like, what, the, what are you doing? She said, You're like a damn hoodlum with that damn hat on. And I was like, It's cold. It's snow out there. It's like a missile. Man, that's, you know, leave me alone, right? And I was like, You know who he messing with? I'm a grown ass man. You know, I'm not no kid. And then she was like, Yeah, I know. I was like, You know, what? You- so then she said, I said, you don't even know how old I am. you just messing with me like that. And she said, "She said you're about 40. And I was like, hell yeah, no, right? And then she said, well, I don't care. And then she said, how old do you think I am? I said, you're about 25. She said, I'm 19. And I was like, oh, you still got breast milk, you know, on 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 your lips. And and she was like, oh, Yo, you know, she said, she didn't say fuck you, but she, she wasn't happy. So we went back and forth. You know, talking and then, and then she, like, she was like interested in talking about, you know, I like, I don't mess with people my age because so they're too immature, right? And I was like, okay, I'm really not, you know, whatever. And then, and then, uh, I don't know, she said something and, and then I just left. And then and the next time I saw her, she still talked about that. So somehow we decided to go on a date. We go on a date and, and she, you know, everything was fine, and we were supposed to go to the movies, right? So, but first we was gonna do dinner, right? And she wanted Chinese dinner. Uh, I mean, after we ate, ate dinner, we were looking at the times, and we had about forty-five minutes to um to to chill until until the, you know until dinner. I mean, until the movie. And she took a nap. I woke her up when it was time for dinner. I mean, for the movie. And she was like, I don't really feel like going to the movie, right? <clears throat> but I'm like, what do you feel like doing? And you know, you know where that went. So, so anyway, so then we started a relationship. So now, like I said, I, I'm an idiot because she's smarter than me, more mature than me. So what? So we kept, you know, just kept heating up, and then it got hot, it got real hot and heavy. We was doing the lab rat routine, the whole nine yards, right? And then I meet her mother. And her mother, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm, her mother got to be maybe 40, or early 40s or whatever. I'm 31, and the daughter's 19. Moms ain't liking this relationship at all. So, you know, stuff led to one thing. And, and she, she was funny as hell. She was smart as hell. She was funny as hell. And, um, but there was the elephant in the room. Mike Ray was a certified motherfucking crackhead at that time. Oh man. So so, but I'm trying, uh, and she catches me right. I fall in love the whole nine yards. So she catches me. So she's like, "Well, you know." So I explain the whole shit to her. I explain it so good. I tell her if I'm high, what to look for in me and shit. Because I'm trying to, you know, like do right and you know just you know stop all the bullshit. Cause I wasn't doing every day, but you know, like payday come and then eight rent month, you know, rent week, I might, you know, I might fuck it up and, oh man, don't go through all this bullshit. Right. And and I'm like, I need somebody to to keep, keep on me. Right. And man, she was, she must, she must've like, she, a lot of times she went home, but she didn't let me leave work or the weekends. And I told her that for like 78 Ninety straight days. Well, she was like, "Well, unless you're gonna leave at one in the morning, you're not gonna get high on my dime." You know, like on my time, or whatever. And that just endeared me because she was like trying to help me. She was like my meetings and shit. So we did everything together. We stayed, you know, and, and 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 it just, you know, and she, you know, what she was doing after a certain time, you know, uh, where oh oh, everything was cool. And I stayed mostly away, and we was close. And then came the time, right, um, time went on. And, oh, after the 90 days, she hit me with, look, you know, I'm trying to be married. I'm, you know, you can't be just trifling with me like this. And I was like, you know, so I played macho, man. And I was like, look, shorty, I ain't even known you for a year. And I ain't even really legal. You ain't even 21. You at first said, D- don't get attached to you. Ain't nothing but a booty call. So I was like, all right. So now, you, you know, now you're trying to. To flip the script, she said, Yeah, whatever, right? So we had a little falling out, broke her for a minute, got back together, right? And she's still on the marriage trip. But then she had a birthday party, her 21st birthday. And on her 21st birthday, uh, they had a party for whatever, and then I I took her back to my place. And in the morning when we woke up, she looked me dead, she woke me up, looked me dead, and I said, I'm twenty t i twenty one and we known each other for about a year a year and a half now. Now what's your excuse? And I was kinda groggy and shit. And I was like, Well, I don't know, I I didn't have one. She caught me told she set me up. got me totally off guard. So there's nothing I could do. So I said, Well, okay, right. So she's like, Well, where are you going? So she told so I you know, I asked her to marry me or whatever and, and told her she told her mother and she told her, you know, her um father and mother and father went together and you know and then they and told the godparents and the godparents you now they started making arrangements and shit we ain't set no date or nothing but they started you know come up with you know all this so then the money thing I mean it was you know like it was going to be expensive right and she talked to her father and the father was like you know he had a different family he was like I ain't got no money for no rent but that's right so I'm like that was kind of you know everybody's happy and all that. Well, homegirl ain't never passed past King's Dominion. She's definitely from, you know, D.C., whatever, you know, PT County, Capitol Heights, type of thing, whatever. So, so, I caught one of them deals, um, those packages where they send you somewhere, you got to go and listen to a whole lot of group gop for about an hour and a half, two hours, but then they give you a, a you know, a free vacation,
0: right? Wait, you actually so we, did that and it worked out? Like, you actually got a trip
2: Dude.
0: out of it. Yeah! Well, yeah. I, You need to, listen, that's the first I'm ever hearing of anyone going to one of those scam presentations and actually getting a trip out of it, so kudos to you.
1: Man, that was a dollar. I took this chick, and I went on like four of them joints, man. I, those, those things was money in the bank. They kind of scam you a little bit because they, cause they're, what they'll do is, you never get a package where the drinks are free. You do know that, right? <laughs> and, and you look up, and you show our shit to the room, and you be like, "Damn!" <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, they, they they worked out. Oh, well, maybe back in the day they worked out, and then after, and then that right now they probably start scamming them more. But anyway, so we took a trip to Cancun and got married and eloped and got married on the beach. Came back, right? You know that morning. We went to because you know even though it was we got married on the beach in, in 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 swimwear and stuff. So when we got back to the United States, you know, you know they don't really recognize that shit. So we went to Rockville just for the police, uh, the peace, and we got married. We went back to her house and told her mother that we was married, and all hell broke loose. <laughs> and she showed her the marriage license. And mom's like, well, cause like, she's like, you might as well get the, get the heck out right now. You know, <laughs> when you're married, go with your husband. Take, take everything you can on the car that y'all driving right now. And I don't want to see you no more. <laughs> so, so it was like, cause I think, I think the plan was, cause we came back like on a Wednesday or something. And the plan was, you know, tell her mother and then pack up whatever you want to take with you to my crib on Saturday. But Miles is like, take this
2: shit
1: right now. <laughs> yeah. So um, I mean, why not? Yeah. So, yeah right. What we, you waiting on? Right. I, so I, I guess I didn't plan that. Like I said, she was always she was smarter than me to begin with. So I, you know, I thought Miles would be like, oh no, you don't, no, no, don't get out now. You know, they were coming, to, thinking maybe I don't know what she's thinking, but anyway, so, so we, you know, so we had to, we had to spite Chevy Chase and everything is going cool, and whatever. And then I don't know. I got out of pocket again, you know. I just, you know, it, it just kept the drugs kept bringing me back. Because at this point, I'm caddying, and I got free money, and some days I didn't, and and I went and um and uh and I start I started using again, and since I told her what to look for, it wasn't like that. Plus, plus it was just like I will get cash for the golf course. Maybe I make 140, 150 this one day, right? And the golf course I was caddying at was, like, walking distance from where we lived at. So, <laughs> you know, like, you can't carry the dog. So if I ain't home by 8 o'clock, you know, that's where I'm at. You know, she she already know. You know, I come home, you know, bedroom doors locked, you know, whole nine yards, right? And I'm getting slowly more out of control, right? But so then... Um, I go to rehab, right? She goes to all this. Young girl, I put this girl through hell, man. I put her through hell, man. I was a fucking idiot, a dick, an asshole, all of that, all rolled up in one. I was super dick. I go to rehab. I come out of rehab, and I'm good for a while, right? But when I go to rehab, like, things change in her mind and all that. And, and I mean, it's, it's a difference, right? We come back, and things in the household and changed. Like the, front, the furniture moved, she didn't cut her long hair, right? She didn't get with finger waves. It was like she got a new attitude. I guess, you know, I, I'm thinking then, but, you know, I don't know. But I was like, oh, mom's been in here for 30 days and shit. So, anyway, and when I get to rehab, I put on like 30 pounds too. Kind of hard to carry golf bags up and down the hill and you're 30 pounds heavier than you were a month ago. So, so, you know, so I'm bitching about, you know, I'm having a hard time doing my job. And, you know, it was just, you know, and and, and and we were kind of spacing apart at that time, right? And then she got a car, while I was gone, she got in a car accident. And, and when I came back, you know, she was in disarray. So um, I had a lawyer that I had dealt with before, and she ended up going out on a car accident. And while she was out, we found a new job for her. Well, found a new job, found new friends. You know, how, you know how that went. So, but anyway, so I'm still, I'm still, but I'm doing good away from the drugs and all that. So then one day, like, uh, it was uh, uh, maybe two two months later, after I, well, it was about four months after I got for rehab, because I got for rehab like in January, and it must have been, it was like May or June, and I was messing with this one guy, and, and, I didn't even I didn't get out of that day caddy so I didn't make any money. And the dude somebody used to get high with well, he was like, Come on, you know, you know, with me. I got you, right? And I was like, because, like my whole thing was, you know, I was fucking up money when I was getting high. But I was like, I guess the, the 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 addict in me said, you know, if you don't go if you don't spend any money then it don't count. So since I wasn't spending money, I went with him, right? And one thing led to another I, still, I didn't spend any money, but I didn't get back in time, right? I didn't get back home until like 11, right? And things had been, the drugs wasn't wasn't a problem. And it's just something was just going on between us. I get home, when I get home at 11.30 or whatever, it was before midnight, she was gone. And she was like, uh, and then I'm in the house, I'm like, where the hell could she be, right? but I was going to try to explain it away because I. I, I had stopped getting high at like 8 o'clock, but I just wanted to come down all the way before I came home. So I went and drank some beer, went to, yeah, whatever. So when I got, and she wasn't she, when she wasn't there, uh, you know, I was kind of niffed, and then the phone rang. And she had a, a half-brother that she never knew about. And they had just, so she called me and told me that she was with so-and-so. Now, she got that new job, and she had, and guys was taking her out from the job. So, like I said, she played me. She knew exactly what she was doing. So, she said, I'm with so and so at the movies. And I was like, Oh, you with so and so? So, I'm thinking it's one of these dudes from a job. So, I didn't know it was her half brother. So, I, I just freaked I just kirked out, called her all, Bitch, you don't bring your ass home. No, na no, 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 And I, I was just out of the pocket. So uh, So, she hung up the phone, right? So, I was mad as hell. And then, um.
0: And you just didn't even know. You didn't know that it was her half brother.
1: Didn't know it was her half brother. Yeah. But then, so then, she, so the next morning, it was a Friday night. So the next morning, I went to the country to, to Caddy, right? When I came back from Caddy in that day, she hadn't she got had back home. She spent the whole night out. So I knew she was, I'm, I'm thinking she's cheating on me. So that next morning, I went to Caddy. When I came back from Caddy in that afternoon, the place was ransacked. She she took everything, everything, everything she wanted. She, I mean, you know, she. I had some socks, I because I was still playing basketball back in the gyms and stuff. She took she took all my go go CDs, I mean, <laughs> you know, and and the place was ransacked like the police had gone through it. You know, like like the like the bed was off the off the mat, you know, the mattress was off the bed. You know what I'm saying? The, the, all the drawers open, shit was on the floor, right? And I was like, Wow, right? Where the fuck is she gone, right? And uh and all my friends loved her because they was like, She the right woman for you and all that, right? And I was too busy, you know, where she kinda young and all that. Anyway, everybody liked her. And when she left me, she really didn't have enough ends to go anywhere. So she had to stay with her friend for uh for maybe two or three months before she got her own place. Guess who the friend she stayed with was? Who? My mother. Wow. And my mother didn't even tell me. I mean, I figured it out after about a month, right? But she, she went and lived with my mother. Matter of fact, my mother was with her when she ransacked the house. Because she told me to get that motherfucker out. Because here's the other thing, too. We had talks, right? And because of the drug thing, and I would, i had promised I wasn't going to do any drugs anymore. And she said, "If you ever do drugs again, I will leave you, and, there, and and that'll be it. There'll be no coming back, right?" So when I went out and did those drugs, right? And she asked me, "Where was I?" You know what I told her? Hmm. I told her I cheated with another woman.
0: Why would you do that?
1: Because I was a fucking idiot. <laughs> I, in my mind, I was like, if I tell her that I was, that I was out doing drugs, that was a no-no. So I cop to cheating with another woman over the drug thing. And and that was just the wrong fucking answer.
2: Wow.
1: <laughs> and she had been through all now I, you know, because I looked at it later, and she had been through all that, and the last thing she could hear was me cheating. I could have said the drug thing is the truth or made up a lie or something, but I said I was cheating with another woman. And that was the end of the relationship. That was, you know, she left, and I mean, you know, it it was it was done after that. I mean, man. but I was like, damn, I was like, damn, I, cause, well, yeah. So, like I said, she play, you know, she like she she was smarter than me. I, like you say, why would you ever tell a woman that you cheated on her? But you know, <laughs> and, and it'd be a lie. Well, that's some dumb shit there. So. Yeah, but uh no. Yeah, so so like I said, I you know I, you know, as Eddie Murphy would say, I bought that shit on myself. So
0: Well, we've known each other for a very long time at this point, and I have never, ever heard this story before. And it's 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 quite something, man. It's
1: man, I don't yeah. like to say nothing about her 'cause you know, 'cause I you know, 'cause and then and then the fact that she was so young, you know, I basically fucked her life up and shit. You know the way I feel about it. I, I just did all the wrong things in it, so I, it's kind of a, you know, I laugh and joke about a lot of things and whatever, but but that was like, you know, I had something that was real, had my back, and I fucked it up over some other fucking crack, man. That was some, that was some stupid shit there, boy. And then and then lied about it and said I was doing somebody else. I mean, I just didn't have it together. You know, right? That, that was as simple as that. Yeah, or I just did no. not have it together, you uh, know. You know, and and I paid dearly for it, you know. I, you know, yeah,
0: for sure, so,
1: for sure. Yeah, so you know it goes around, you know. I, I, you know, I'm 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 close to sixty now, so I guess that situation will never happen again. <laughs> yeah, you know, Yeah, but if you please. you know,
2: but
0: Mike, if you wanna if you wanna circle it around, and find a positive out of it, again, think about where you were even like lying about cheating on your wife just to disguise addiction, I would say where you, you know, we're going to fast forward to present day. It's not, it's not funny, but if you're going to fast forward to present day, I would say where you are now compared to then is a massive victory. And there are a lot of people that cannot say that they've come out of those depths and are where they are today, just even as a person. You know,
1: yeah. Well, you know, but 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 you know, I had to I had to go through all that when you know it had just been easier,
0: no doubt. You know, and well, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, but from my perspective, you and I wouldn't be such good friends and so close if you hadn't already like imparted all these life lessons and you know talked about your misgivings in the past, and I, for one. Am quite appreciative of you taking the time to befriend me and just tell me these things because I think it's shaped me to be a better person, and uh, I, for one, can't thank you enough for that. You've had a positive effect on people as a result of your past. Does that make any sense?
1: Yeah, but you know, yeah. Well, helping others out is, is I guess, is only I could the only thing that's left because i fucked my shit up so. Hey, you, you you might as well not go down the same stupid ass path. I mean nobody would have you know, that, that crack thing was just out there. So yeah. you know, and and, and <laughs> you know, and like I said, and I was and I was trying to stop but you know after after she left me? Oh, I thought I had hit rock bottom before I had met her. Man, when she left me, we talk about hitting rock bottom. That's when I I became homeless. After that, it was it was it was something. <laughs> I, I went I went I went absolutely apeshit when she left me, and and she kind of put the curse on me too. That's how she started. She said, "I'm gonna leave and you will miss me. Nothing and, and boom, nothing. Don't won't nothing go right. Something like she said something, but she kind of like not. It wasn't the color purple curse, but it was pretty close. And and it pretty much happened as as said. I just I just you know I was getting cash every day, right? Caddying, you know, and my rent was affordable. Then it became unaffordable, and then I'm just you know. And then next thing I know, I'm you know I'm I was out there, man. And then man, I didn't I didn't start getting a hold on that shit until like maybe 2005 weren't <laughs> too long before I met you? Before I got a hold on that shit, when I went to the. That's when all that shit cut out. But before that, I, you know, I was having a hard time, and I guess me and homegirl broke up like two thousand and two, maybe, but or, or one actually. And and it was it was it was incredible. You know what I went what I what what, what I the things that I did from. From 2000, to, uh, when I got when I when I left that house that me and her was in, and I went to and and before I started I started at like, well the next four years, oh it was a nightmare. There were times I didn't work for a while. I mean caddying, I would just go four or five months just getting high, running game. It was selling crack, smoking my supply. You know, oh man. It was, it was, it was was unbelievable what I was doing for them little, and, and like, and I have a good base of friends, like, like you now, like if you were around, it wouldn't have, but, but like, I just like, I like distance from all my friends, my parents, my mother was still alive, and then somehow my mother got sick with cancer about 2003, maybe, or four, whatever, and, and, and my boy from high school's mother somehow got in touch with me. And I backed that shit. That's when I started backing it up, and then and then my mother passed in two thousand and five, and then after that, it's pretty much been a no go with the drugs like that. Well, those drugs, because there's always vegetables. <laughs> they
0: they say they have therapeutic effects.
1: Hey, you know, I mean, no, you know, it's... the the first time I really I really like shut it down. I man, I would go get like an ounce of. Vegetables, right? And I'd be so so high and Cootie brown. You know, there was no reason to go get the the other shit. You know, that and a beer or something, and, or drink, and I was good. So, but uh, but still, I had you know that. I mean, that that oof. And still now, I have a little like I had a little t- like like t- like things that like fuck me up. Like like if I'm somewhere and I see the girl with the crackhead tip, it's like because the crackhead is, it can't it can't stay still. So you'll see this skinny girl and the leg'll just be moving and she <laughs>
2: and,
1: and she talking to somebody and you be like, I be like, oh, she about she trying to run a game on this dude so she can get her a twenty dollar rock.
2: <laughs>
1: Whatever she telling him, I want to tell the dude, no, no, don't believe none of it, <laughs> cause it's a game. She she about to, you know, she's about to set you up. And if you got some real money and she tell you to go somewhere to get the stuff, oh, you about to get robbed, dog. You know, it's not a game. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. It's, you know, wow. So, so that was the story of Bo and K-Dog. And um, this is funny because um, K-Dog misses to the podcast. Matter of fact, I hadn't heard from her in, in, in over 20 years. And somehow the podcast got, she, it reached her or whatever, and she listened to it, and uh, and, you know, she, t- you know, we talked, you know, a couple times, you know, not, you know just, just, you know, because, you know, and I apologize for how I messed up, whatever. So, I hope, I hope she came out good in this, because she told me that if I clowned her on my podcast, that she was going to have to handle that ass. <laughs> 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 she actually threatened me, so so I you know, I I you know, and I told the truth. So you know, I you know, so she's ever like, if I if I clown her, she's gonna come she gonna come fuck me up pretty much. But you know, she's so but she doesn't cuss anymore. Oh, last thing about K we 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 went before we got married, a couple of we had some friends we were in the university and they had this this so um, they had a cookout. And the cookout was at, was at Point Lookout in St. Mary's County. And we were supposed to bring something, bring hamburger meat, like five, eight pounds or something, right? Uh, and, you know, come up, and they was like, you know, meet around 10 o'clock or whatever now, 11 o'clock, noontime, I'm sorry, in St. Mary's, right? And it was about a 2 hours drive, so we got to leave about 10, leave a little early 9. So we waited until that Saturday morning, and we went to Safeway to spend the night over. And we went to Safeway in, in downtown Bethesda and we picked up the meat. We go. To, we had, you know, told, we go to the meat department, and there's nobody there. <laughs> and then, oh, yeah, 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 okay, dog, I'm gonna throw you under the bus right here, because I ain't throwing you under the bus the whole time. So you get one throw under the bus. So, you know, I was smoking weed, because that was, you know, a way to keep away from the, the crack and stuff. So I was smoking the weed, and she's like, I don't know why you smoke weed. It don't mean shit. She's like, so so she decides that I wanted to smoke it. And she swear, I don't feel nothing. We get to the Safeway, she hide in Cooley Brown.
2: Yeah, what, going to the snack she, aisle?
1: No, no. She's not going to the snack aisle. She's just like, looking at the stuff. You can just see. Because her hand was like in the air, and, she, and her eyes is like spinning around. And she had, you can tell she had never been high before. And she was like, I don't feel nothing, right? So we get to where the meat is, and, and um, there's nobody there. And there's a little bell, right? <laughs> she hits the bell and I bullshit you not. Well I mean the guy comes out and this is a little Asian guy. And it's like like right, it's like it's cartoonish, right? Because you know, he this guy, his feet he was slew footed. So his feet together look like a V. And he's walking, he's a little short, he got a little bit of a hunchback. He's about forty years old, like he's little got these thick glasses on. I mean, it was just it was it was a bad look, right? And he come out, and he's like, whoa, 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 what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? And she looks at him, and she just bursts out laughing, right? And I was like, it was funny, but, you know, but of course she wasn't. Huh? So I'm looking at the dude, right, and I, and I said something, right? And, and, and I was like, because it was her call on what to get and all that. So I'm like, hey, Whatever. And she look so she's like okay she stops laughing then she looks at him again, dead in his face. and starts laughing again, right? I'm like hey babe, hey K Dog, come on babe, you know it's okay, you know whatever, right? So the guy gets a little disgusted, right? And he goes back in the back, right? So as soon as he passes the curtain, right? She hits the button again. So he turns around and comes back with that funky walking head. So she starts laughing again. And this went on back and forth <laughs> for some more time. She would just keep hitting the bell, making it come back, right? It got to the point she hit the bell, he came back, she looked at him and laughed, and she was on the floor in Safeway, pounding her fists on the ground laughing. And I'm like, this is before, you know, cell phones and pictures like that. And I'm like, and you ain't high, huh? <laughs> <laughs> It was so that's that's where I'm gonna throw you under the bus, Kader. If you ever listen to this podcast, but hey, there you go. So I guess I'm through there, man. I guess I get all that that off my
0: chest. Well, Mike, that was some very powerful, powerful stuff to say the least. A, definitely a different flavor than what most people would be expecting. But yeah, that's some that's some powerful stuff, man.
1: Hey, man. Well, hey hopefully uh, someone out there that's kind of like in the middle of addiction or th- with a love interest, you know, maybe, you know, don't go too far, man. You got to dial shit back sometime, you know, rather than, rather than having to be right. You know, you gotta, you gotta lose some battles here, a little battle here, a little battle there, you know, in the day, y'all together, you know, you know, you, uh, the objective is to win the war and be, and, and be together. It's not, to, it's not to win a battle. So sometimes maybe, you know, end of the day, honesty is the best policy. Peace in the Middle East.
2: Oh, 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 you